Hello and welcome to a brand new year of podcasts with On Mic with Jordan Rich. And I'm he. Great to welcome you to 2019. We continue to talk with creative people from all areas of the arts. And today, a look at Voices of Hope Boston, a registered not-for-profit 501c3, with over 100 members and growing, each who share a passion for the performing arts and the desire to join the fight against cancer. With their concerts and musical productions and through song, they celebrate those we love, remember those we've lost, honor those who fight, and rejoice for those who survive cancer. I'm very happy to welcome the founder and president of Voices of Hope Boston, my good friend Greg Chastain. And Greg, you've been at this for a while. How many years is it? Uh, we're going into our 10th year. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, we started in October 2009, and uh, we're hitting the ground running now for our 10th year. Let's talk about what motivated you, and it's a personal motivation that's important to convey. Yeah, um, in April of 2009, I lost my mother to pancreatic cancer after a short battle. And I was doing theater at the time, and I had to leave my show that I was in um, to go back and take care of everything. Um and coming back, they welcomed me back into the arms of that show, Aida, in Arlington. And sitting around the last week of the show, just talking, having people come up to you, and they tell you their stories. So they, you don't feel like you're alone. You're sitting there grieving for your mom. And they're like, well, I lost my uncle. I lost my brother. So it kind of sparked that I needed to do something to give back to the community that took care of my mom until she passed. So I wanted to do this show with my friends. And it was a one-night show. You know, the R Gang, Spanky and Alfalfa, <laughs> let's do one night. And uh, we ended up raising $17,000 in one night uh, for Dana-Farber at the time. And uh, it grew into that. And people kept wanting to say, well, let's do it again this year. Let's do it again. And a couple of years later, we decided to make it our own nonprofit. And here we are 10 years later and growing strong. What's really special about this is the group of performers and background technicians and people who put the shows together and the fact that it's a family, a growing family and everyone, and this is true of the population in general, has a stake in this fight. They do. And it's not only local either. Um, the things we work now through the Tamir Center at Mass General and the state of the art work that they do at immunotherapy is working all around the world, all around the globe. So we always say that we're singing for people that we don't know or we will never meet. Um, and it's, it's just incredible. Um, and as you said, it's a family. We started with 21 people that night in Winchester in October 09. And at last counts, uh, our last show, we had about 150 people on stage. Um, and in our membership total, we have over 200 members in total. Greg, it's so interesting to look at the evolution of Voices of Hope and how you've moved forward and upwards and not only gain notoriety, but uh, gain geography. I'm going to talk about the North Shore Music Theater, which is located in Beverly. Uh, for those of you not in the area where we are broadcasting this podcast from, it's uh, north of Boston, maybe about 20, 25 minutes north. But it's considered one of the finest theaters in the round in the Northeast, if not in most of the country. It's, it's a well-respected, well-known theater. How did that happen for you? Um, that's a good question. We always think back uh, as to how we actually started, but it really was. We started in um, a little theater of 130, and the next year we partnered with um, Expect Miracles, and they put us in Symphony Hall, which uh, I never thought I'd ever be on that stage. How do you get there? Practice. Practice. Um, and then when we became our own 501c3 nonprofit, um, we knew that we couldn't really sustain a symphony hall. Mm. Um, so we started looking locally. And at the time, 
um, some friends of ours had been subscribers to the North Shore Music Theater and they said, well, have you ever gone up and talked to those people? Um, I know that they do other events there other than their own shows. So we went online, found who to talk to, and went up and met Karen Nass and Benny, who's amazing. And um, sure enough, they're like, yeah, let's let's try it here. And we're now in our fifth or sixth, I believe, going into our sixth season at the North Shore Music Theater. With uh, at least two big events, right? Yeah, we do a spring show, um, which is a full, full-on Broadway musical. And then our gala in the fall is a... We usually call it Broadway and more. Uh, we do Broadway stuff, but we do pop, country, all that sort of stuff. And it's more of a celebration of where we've come from, where we've been, celebrating survivorship and, and remembering those we lost in that gala and telling stories. A lot of our uh, members are survivors and they want to tell their story and they do it through their words and through song and through dance. And that's what the October Gala is all about. As someone who's been part of the campaign along the way and helped out a little bit, I can tell you that the performances are so soulful and so brilliant by so many people. These are all unpaid volunteers. These yep. are all community theater folk, if you will. But there's something extra special that seems to happen at these shows. Yeah, it's it's just an energy. It really is a family. Um, you see us on stage in October. You see us on stage in May when we do our book musicals. But we're together probably half a year mm. in total but through rehearsals, through parties. People, our members are planning their own events. We just did a karaoke night and 50 people drove up to Newburyport for a karaoke night. We have a holiday party coming up um, and the MGH folks are going to join us. not forget all of the special appearances Voices of Hope makes in and around this yeah. area. Baseball games, I'm talking Fenway Park, all the major sporting events, doing the anthem, uh, uh, Christmas caroling. You yeah. guys do it all. Yeah, we. Um, this Christmas season has been especially wonderful. We've, we've been hired to do uh, 10 events um, ranging for the North Shore Magazine Party, which we just did at amazing Turner, Hill, Turner Hills. If you've never been up there, wow, what a place. Um, and Faneuil Hall. Um, but like you said, uh, we do the national anthem for all the major sporting events. We've, we'll be at the Celtics in February. Um, and then other other events like the American Cancer Society has us sing at their walks. We do things for the Conquer Cancer Coalition at their Garden of Hope in Boston. So it's not just it's not just us being together and singing for our cause. We like to spread that out. And there's a lot of great other groups out there doing amazing work for the cancer community that we like to support. And if I can just also remind you that occasionally you'll do a favor for someone uh, that you know and sing at a, <laughs> an engagement or uh, actually a proposal party, actually. Yes. I, you want to tell this story? Sure. Um, I don't remember the name of the restaurant. So The 810 Grill in Everett, Massachusetts. If you're traveling to Boston, check it out. Uh, it was amazing. So, yes, somebody – namely Jordan, asked us to um, pull a little surprise uh, as he proposed to his new bride uh, a couple of years ago now, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so we went in there as patrons, sitting around, <laughs> eating this amazing food. Um, and here comes Jordan and everything. And then Jordan excuses himself, goes to the goes to the back of the restaurant, and we wait for him to come out in his in his complete penguin outfit. Complete. Complete. Head, Head to, to toe, toe penguin. Not Beak a tuxedo, but right. a penguin outfit. And... Uh, we sing for the engagement. And, and All You Need Is Love was the song. All You Need Is Love. We have it on video. It's a treasure that I will keep. And I was thrilled to uh, write a little check to donate to the cause. And it is important to mention, I mean, so many organizations uh, ask for help uh, during the holiday season and beyond. 
you guys do so much and give so much of your time and energy and there are expenses. You've got to get the rights to certain shows. Mm-hmm. You've got to, you know, there are certain things you have to pay for, but no one gets paid. This is all. Yeah, volunteer. we're all we're all volunteers from myself as the president on down to everybody. Um, even our orchestra um, volunteers their time for these shows. Um, our artistic team, our directors, our music directors who normally would get paid for these gigs um, volunteer their time. Um, but as you said, there are expenses. So that's what we try to get sponsorships for and things like that. So the donations that people give us through our website or write us a check, those donations go right to Mass General. So our sponsorships are what help pay and defray the cost when we can. When people go to these shows, and I'm talking about the big ones, the two big ones particularly, they're on your side as soon as they enter the arena, it seems. I mean, people know now enough about Voices of Hope because it's been 10 years going strong. And the spirit and the fervor of the audience just excited about people who in their everyday lives may be accountants or or bricklayers and here they are up on stage singing the the lead song from Les Mis. I mean, it's yeah. so exciting to watch the audience, Greg. Yeah, we learned early on that um, we really wanted to make this a positive experience. Everybody knows why they're there. They don't need to beat over the head to talk about loss and grief. They want to be there and have their spirits lifted. And that's what we really want to do. And that's what we do with our people who are survivors or family members who've lost somebody that's in our group for that reason. We want to lift them up. And that's what our shows are all about is is trying to talk about the positive aspects of it. We remember the past. I remember my mom every day and she's in the show. Um, but it's really to lift the spirits of those who come there for a night to kind of forget a little bit. Um we work with another organization that brings cancer survivors to our show. So we're cognizant that there are people going through treatment as we're singing that we want to alleviate their pain for the night. And let's not forget many of the doctors who are benefiting with research dollars are often in the audience yeah. and nurses and so And that's really cool, you know, because they're seeing the effort and they're seeing the love that's on stage. And you're looking out at people who are going to actually put these – these dollars to work to help save lives. Yeah, this it's, at Mass General brought 25 people to our last show in yeah. October, um, including the head of the Tamir Center. Um, I got an email one time from Dr. Flaherty, um, who was the head of Tamir Center at the time, and he was flying back from some conference in Vienna where he was presenting immunotherapy and all this amazing stuff that they're doing. But on his flight, he was thinking of songs we should, might want to <laughs> sing on our show. I wrote him back. I'm like, don't you have more important things than thinking of songs we should be doing? But well, some, that's how involved they are. Sometimes the art is as important as the songs. Yeah, it that, really is. If you look at music therapy, we just um, performed at Mass General at the Tamir Center, mm. um, some holiday carols for the patients. And then, then we went to the cafeteria for the doctors and nurses and sang there. But it's a whole music therapy program for the week where people come in and sing and share music. And it, the patients get a whole week of just hearing songs while they're waiting in the in the room to go get their treatment. And music therapy is just exploding. So art and science really go hand in hand nowadays. Let me take a little detour and talk about you and community theater and all that. You talked about the story 10 years ago. You were in Aida and then you had to leave and then you came back. But uh, what's your your history? Did you major in theater in college? or No, no. I – I started singing in church choir, as as one does in a small little town in Indiana. I was in the junior church choir. Um, but I got the theater bug in high school. Uh, my freshman year, I uh, was cast as Harold Hill 
Uh, and the Music Man, one of your favorite roles. And you roles. know trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly. Um, the second year I got ensemble, so I almost quit. But anyway, um, <laughs> but I just got the music bug. Um, I've always loved music. My mom was a huge music fan. We had music playing all the time. If it wasn't Neil Diamond, it was Herb Albert and all those old, uh, old great. And I also was growing up on country music. We went to country concerts all the time, saw all the greats. Um, but just through high school doing that um, – and in college, I thought I wanted to do theater, but uh, for some reason, I went into business. Um, at that time, it was just a, a different decision. Um, but then I moved to Boston in 83 and fell into the community theater world because um, I hadn't sang in a couple of years. And I was looking to do something because I knew I wanted to perform a little bit. And uh, I fell into that uh, role. And I've been doing community theater shows ever since. I've sang in bands. I sang in the New York Choral Society. We lived in New York, so I got to sing at like Carnegie Hall. Uh-huh. And uh, so it's just, a, it's been a bug, but it's really my mom that planted it into me. Yeah. So what advice would you have for listeners who are contemplating getting involved in their local community, not as professionals, but as volunteers? Because it really is a terrific outlet, but it does require a lot of dedication and time. It does. Um, in our shows, we're two or three nights a week of rehearsal. But just look in your own community. There are a lot of community theaters out there, and there are a lot of great community theaters. And it's not just music. Some do very serious drama and black box theater. Some do comedies um, and then just straight plays and things like that. So there's a lot of opportunities just to have an outlet for your art. Um, and there's things behind the scenes. So if you don't want to be on stage, it's it's fun to play with the board. It's fun to, fun to learn how to make make lighting work. It's fun right, for right. how to use sound, um, building. We always use carpenters. Carpenters, trying to find a good carpenter for a set uh, <laughs> that isn't already a carpenter. Like, oh, I already have a day job like that. It's tough. But there's just so many roles that you can play. And it's it, you become a family. So you have your family at home, but you always look forward to seeing your family out. There is something, uh, I guess, akin to a sports team where you are relying on each other and whether it be cast to cast or cast to crew. And it really has a different dimension than other, say, social activities because you're working hard and everybody has to pull their weight. But there's that sense of togetherness and support when it works well. And it does work very well with Voices of Hope. Yeah. It's, I mean, we're starting our next show is May 4th at the North Shore Music Theater called Titanic. It's a musical. And we're starting this week with a tech team to start putting the plans in place. So we're six months out. Um, so people are right now at their day jobs <laughs> and then tonight and the next night we'll get together for two or three hours a night and start planning what the ship's going to look like, what the lights are going to look like, how many microphones we need. And we're already planning before auditions even happen in January. Mm. Um, but it's their dedication to wanting to make sure the show is right, to making sure the message is right and to make sure that it's marketed correctly and people understand why we're doing the show, what it means to us and how it, how it flows into our mission. So it's it's really, as you say, it, it's a it's a community and we all work and back each other up and we have to. Otherwise, you know, you go uh, 70 yards, you lose your game in 70 yards in uh, a few seconds. So That can happen. Yeah, I've seen, heard that could happen. Yeah, but, it, but it really is. Like you said, it's like a sporting event and we often look at it. It's teams. It's teams. It's our artistic team. It's our cast team. But together we are one team. And if the, if the musical is bad, it's not just... On you, it's on everybody. You, you live <laughs> well, and die as a team. Uh, and I will interject and suggest that you have had nothing but success hit after hit and, and people love it. I was just going to say one more thing about the cast, uh, people that I've met, and I've met dozens and dozens, maybe hundreds at, by this time. Uh, some people who may have thought in their wildest dreams they'd never learn a dance step are doing it on stage. Other people who 
you know, get that one little solo. And for them, it is a crowning moment. It's it, it's just the coolest thing to watch people get up there, do their thing, and and have the time of their lives to be a star for a few moments. That's a very special gift. Yeah, and that's what we kind of, like I was saying, is strive for as a family. We want to give everybody that moment, um, that, that one thing that they can look forward to and then look back on and realize, you know, I just was able to sing – few words or do a few dance steps on the North Shore Music Theater. When we come to the North Shore Music Theater, uh, we usually move in on a Thursday night. And the first thing we do is we ask, have any of you not performed here with us before? And they raise their hand. And then we have them come up and stand on the stage for the first time. And you wouldn't believe the awe in their face that because they grew up. I didn't grow up here, so I didn't know the history of it. But these people all grew up here, and they're just in awe being on the same stage. You, that literally, yeah. you were standing on the stage that Carol yeah. Channing stood on, and uh, yeah. and and so many other Broadway greats. Yeah, it's it's amazing uh, the history of the of the North Shore Music Theater. Bill Haney has regrouped it and built it beautifully, and the team there treats us like family, and it, and it's just it's just a wonderful synergy. Well, for people listening in the New England area, certainly the Massachusetts area, and we have listeners all over the world because it's a podcast, but for local people. Uh, invite them to get involved and how they can do that, please. Yeah, uh, you can go to our website, voicesofhopeboston.org. And uh, from there, you can send me an email. Uh, my phone number is on there as well. Um, but we really, we look forward to anybody coming out. If you want to get involved in the mission, um, you can be in the show. It's it's that easy. We do have auditions. If you want a lead role, it's different. But if you want to just be in the ensemble, or if you want to help build sets, if you want to paint, um, if you're in it for the cause and you're in it for the mission, then you're in our family. And the mission uh, over the last 10 years, you've seen it expand and you've seen targeted therapy, the Tamir Center at Mass General. You've seen people who uh, in maybe even 10 years ago would have had a less likely opportunity to survive and thrive. Cancer is becoming a chronic condition thanks to the work that yep. you and countless other organizations do. It's amazing. Uh, one of our own members um, – Two and a half years ago, was given six months to live stage four melanoma. Um, in last show, he celebrated a clean bill of health um, through the immunotherapy at Mass General. Um, and he'll, he's on our stage crew, fully healthy. He just had another clean bill a month ago. But I would say five years ago, it wouldn't have been the same. So the it, same. it makes the fight worth it every single day when you get up in the morning and think, oh, I've got to start planning tech rehearsals for a show in six months. I know you. I know you well enough <laughs> that in the back of your mind or in your heart, you're thinking, uh, this is why we're doing it, and it's making a difference. It is. It's, it, it really is. Um, the Mass General folks don't let us forget it either. They tell us all the time, your dollars help save this person. Your dollars are saving this person. They come out and they tell stories of the patients that are going through the immunotherapy at Tremir um, and how their lives are being changed by that and making sure that everybody on our team knows that it's the dollars that they are raising is the reason that this person had another Christmas with their family. Um, and it's those stories that really build the relationship and build the strength of the people to put in hundreds of hours for these shows. We have one person who works for a company who pays her by the hour to volunteer, which is amazing. And last year, she put in 400 hours worth of, of uh, time in volunteering in all the events that we do. What do they say? There are a million stories in the Naked City, that old TV show. Well, yeah. there are certainly scores of amazing stories with Voices of Hope. The shows are going to be rolling out in 2019. People should go to the website, voicesofhopeboston.org, 
And I can't wait to join you again on this wonderful journey. Thank you. Yeah. For those who don't know, Jordan's been our MC for seven years now. I yeah. Think. I missed I missed this last one in the fall, a uh, little scheduling conflict, but I plan on being back for the next one. Yeah. I'll give you the date so you can write it down. I'll write time. it down early. <laughs> Great to see you. Congratulations. Great. Thank you for having me. This is Jordan thanking you for listening to On Mic with Jordan Rich, available on Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and of course, Android. Appreciate you subscribing, downloading, rating, and reviewing this podcast if you get a chance. On Mic is produced at Chart Productions in Boston. Until next time, be well so you can do good. Good.